It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Monday, November 29th edition of the Heartland at Noon, brought to you today by Purposed Financial and Heritage Insurance, working together to serve you better. Coming up on the program today, we'll share the latest news and numbers as they relate to COVID-19. We'll feature the Moose John District Sports Hall of Fame on the show today. The Hall introducing the classes of 2020 and 2021 late last week with an eye on inducting them officially in 2022, along with the class of 2022. We're falling behind. How will that work? Well, we don't know exactly yet. President Larry Graham is on the show today. And we'll tell you all about the inductees and visit with the only one who can make it to the news conference on Thursday, my good friend John Hunter, who spent countless hours coaching, mentoring, and volunteering for decades, starting with hockey on the outdoor rinks back in the day. Stick around, you'll enjoy our visit. And we'll get back to the country. Sister Station Country 100 nominated for the CCMA, Canadian Country Music Awards, Radio Station of the Year for Small and Medium Market last night, the only Saskatchewan station nominated. And Patricia Conroy was inducted to the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame at the show. And it was former Country 100 radio personality Tara Lee who had the honor, the pleasure of inducting Patricia Conroy. We'll share that story. And River Street Promotions is back with yet another big event in our community. And that all ties into country music. And the home of country, Nashville, Tennessee. Jared Matheson and Andy Hamilton from River Street Promotions will be here to tell us more. Today on the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermaine Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermaine Place Central Butte. Noon, I'm Haley Shirky. Sask Power is set to begin installing smart meters on residences across Saskatchewan. This follows a successful pilot that saw 17,000 volunteers receive residential smart meters this year. In addition to the 17,000 meters deployed during the residential pilot, an additional 45,000 commercial and industrial smart meters have also been installed province-wide. Minister responsible for Sask Power, Don Morgan, explains the distribution process. They're doing them area by area across the, the province. Likely larger, larger uh, centres uh, will we'll get it early just because of the proximity. We don't have a specific time commitment for, for having them installed because uh, with uh, supply chain issues, some of the deliveries have been uh, delayed or smaller than what they expected. But we're getting them installed as fast as they, uh, as they come online. Customers across the province will receive their smart meters during the next few years as supplies allow. Smart meters will allow Sask Power to respond to outages faster, ensure accurate billing, and provide customers with detailed information about power use to help them save on their bills. The city of Moose Jaw has been seeing a significant reduction in water main breaks over the past few years. The water main break situation is about on par with 2020, but is down by 60% from the average over the past few years. Director of Public Works and Utilities Darren Stephenson said the decline is due to the replacement of old cast iron pipes. We always thought it would be about five years, but we're, we're expecting the main uh, 
benefit that we're seeing now is, is our actually realizing uh, the replacement of cast iron mains to the city that we've replaced, you know, some of the worst. That was how uh, the program was approached. And in the first five, six years here that we've uh, replaced the worst sections. If you happen to see a water main break, you can report it by calling the city's engineering department or using the city's request for service app. And the price of gasoline is coming down. Speculation is that prices could drop as much as 11 cents per liter in the coming days. At least one local filling station lowered their prices this morning from 143.9 to 141.9. The Provincial Education Act added new legislation as of last Monday. As the announcement for booking children for pediatric vaccinations rolled out, so did an announcement that there is now a 50-foot safety zone around all elementary schools. There haven't been any protests around schools in Moose Jaw. Ward Struby, Education Director for the Holy Trinity Catholic School Division, is confident that protests outside of schools won't be a huge worry. All the vaccinations for 5 to 11 are happening in Moose Jaw through the, the mass clinics that are set up. Um, so we don't have any of uh, in our schools. They've received phone calls and letters from disagreeing parents, but those disputes mostly ended well. Find more information on discovermoosejaw.com. Mayor Clive Tolley expanded on the visions he has for the city of Moose Jaw. He touched base on cleaning up Crescent Park, revitalizing River Street, bringing year-round ice to the Kinsmen, a major project for the viaduct, and many more topics. Tolley sees his role as mayor and city councilor member as a helping hand for businesses in Moose Jaw. The city's not in the business of developing businesses. Businessmen are, and I think our, our role is to support them in, in all that they're doing while protecting the city's interests and making sure that, um, that uh, we as a city are being taken care of. In case you missed it, you can listen to the full recording on discovermoosestraw.com. 646 hectares of land across the eastern shoreline of Chaplin Lake is now protected by the Nature Conservancy of Canada. The property known as Mackey Ranch is home to a number of plants and animals, including those that are protected and endangered. NCC's Program Director of Southwest Saskatchewan, Michael Barak, on some of the animals found in the area. We have a wide variety of just grassland songbirds, both the common ones and the ones that are listed at risk federally in Canada. And then there's also a pretty wide variety of, of game species, so things like deer and moose. Uh, and even uh, Saskatchewan's provincial bird, the sharp-tailed grouse, is found on the property in pretty high numbers. And we actually found two of their, their kind of dancing grounds where they do their, their mating displays as well on the ranch. The area is also known to be a resting and feeding spot for migrating birds, such as sandpipers and piping plovers. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 18 points. The Dow Jones is up 104 points. The Nasdaq is up 218 points. And the Canadian dollar is up at 78.17 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Asian stock markets fell further, but European stocks and oil prices rebounded today after the new Omicron variant of the coronavirus was found in more countries and governments imposed travel controls. The World Health Organization called Omicron highly transmissible, 
but it is still unclear whether the variant first spotted in South Africa is more dangerous than others. Toronto's key stock index suffered its worst trading day in more than a year Friday, losing 487 points. Those challenging the vote that saw Manitoba Premier Heather Stephenson become leader of the Progressive Conservatives are expected to undergo questioning in court today and tomorrow in Winnipeg. Shelley Glover, who lost last month to Stephenson by a small margin, has alleged there were irregularities when ballots were counted and she wants a judge to order a new vote. Prosecutors in Scotland have dismissed a case against a retired Catholic priest extradited from Saskatchewan to face decades-old abuse charges. Scotland's Prosecution Service says after careful consideration of the case against Robert McKenzie, Crown Council has concluded there should be no further proceedings. And one of Canada's highest-profile weathercasters says the recent extreme rainstorms that have pounded parts of the east and west coasts may be a sign of what's looming this winter. Weather Network Chief Meteorologist Chris Scott says colder water temperatures in the Pacific Ocean are creating what are known as La Nina conditions, which often lead to drastic shifts across southern Canada. He says the result will sometimes feel like weather whiplash as temperatures and precipitation swing between extremes. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. Well, students and staff from schools across the province are celebrating a provincial high school boys volleyball championships today after a full weekend of action. A list of the champs, Munster took the 1A division, Wilkie won the 2A, Osler's Valley Christian Academy took the 3A title, while North Battleford's John Paul II Crusaders won the 4A division right here in Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw Central Collegiate beat Vanier 26-24 and 26-24 to win the provincial bronze. Saskatoon's Rogan Snow Rink, the gold medal winners at the 800 CHAB Youth Bondspiel on the weekend at the Moose Jaw Ford Curling Center. Skip Snow, along with Nathan Roy, Evan Roy, and Cole Hilderman make up the winning team. Team Kessel out of Regina earned the silver medals. That team includes Skip Elizabeth Kessel, Tessa Silversides, Maya Silversides, and Hannah Rugg. You can find the story, including photos of the champs on Discover Moose Jaw today. Jennifer Jones beat Tracy Fleury 6-5 and an extra end to win the women's final at Canada's Olympic curling trials in Saskatoon on the weekend. For Fleury, their first loss all week. Jones, the 2014 Olympic champion, will represent Canada at the Beijing Games in February. And the Brad Gushu rink will be making the trip as well. They defeated Brad Jacobs 4-3 in the men's final last night. How about the Saskatchewan Roughriders? A thrilling 33-30 win over Calgary in overtime last night at Mosaic Stadium. Brett Lowther's 34-yard field goal, his fourth of the game, proved to be the difference. The Riders will now face the Blue Bombers in Winnipeg in the CFL West Final next weekend. And it'll be Hamilton Tiger Cats taking on the Argos in Toronto in the East Final. The Ticats 23-12 winners over Montreal yesterday. Jagger Furcus popped a pair, sparking the Moose Jaw Warriors to a 6-2 win over Swift Current Saturday night in Western Hockey League play. The Warriors now 9-10-1-1 on the season. They'll play host to the Brandon Wheat Kings tomorrow night. And the U18 AAA Warriors won one and lost one up in Prince Albert on the weekend. They were 5-4 winners Friday night but dropped a 6-1 decision on Saturday. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. 
A mix of sun and cloud this afternoon with a high of 7 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, the low minus 6. Tomorrow, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries with a risk of freezing rain first thing in the morning. Then sunny in the afternoon, the high 7. Wednesday, cloudy with a high of 11. Thursday, cloudy, flurries, high plus 3. And sunshine on Friday with a high of minus 1. Yesterday's high for Moose Jaw, 8 degrees. Normal high at this time of year is minus 3 with a normal low of minus 13. Record high for today, 14 degrees set in 1969. Record low, minus 31 in 1960. Sun came up this morning at 8.38 and goes down today at 5.03. This hour, Moose Jaw plus 5 degrees. Regina plus 3. Assiniboia Gravelberg plus 3. Rock Glen Coronac 5. Swift Current plus 2. Elbow plus 3. Davidson Watrous plus 4. Once again, Assiniboia 3. Regina 3. And with the wind west at 21 and the relative humidity at 80%, it's plus 5 degrees in Moose Jaw. A brief commercial timeout will be followed by the road report and the Paul Martin commentary. Heartland at noon, 800 CHAV. Before CS2600 CRT True Flex Canola with Roundup Ready technology from Cantera Seeds, I plan my summer around spray time, not lake time. But with CS2600 CRT's flexible application timing, the only thing getting sprayed right now is me. And with its first and second generation club root resistance and excellent straight cut performance, it fits my farm like a snug swimsuit. Visit Cantera.com to order CS2600 CRT from your preferred retailer. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. A.E. Peacock Collegiate proudly presents the leader of the pack. This hit Broadway musical celebrates the life and times of Ellie Greenwich, whose doo-wop sound skyrocketed to the top of the 60s charts. Her rise to fame and fortune is filled with her music, Chapel of Love, The Do-Ron-Ron, Ron, Be My Baby, and of course, Leader of the Pack. The show for rooms the auditorium December 2nd to 4th at 7.30. Tickets are $15 online at showtix4letteru.com. Call 693-4626 for info. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Road Report on this show brought to you by My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. Full store of winter fashions for sizes small to 2XL at My Addictions Clothing Boutique. Well, there was a time this morning where travel was not recommended east of Regina because the road was ice-covered on the Trans-Canada Highway. There was a crash near Wolseley. That all got cleaned up, and now I see another motor vehicle accident has occurred. Again, on Highway Number 1 in the Sintaluda area, it says there's a lane closure, no passing. We do speed, be prepared to stop. Westbound lanes closed, one kilometer west of Sintaluda due to an MVA. Slow down and watch for emergency equipment and people. And remember, speed limit when passing tow trucks or emergency vehicles, 60 kilometers per hour. So slow down in that neck of the woods. Otherwise, there are stretches of road that are wet and subject to freezing and lots of pavement frost out there in the local area. So take your time, certainly, if you have to travel the highways. And in town, too, it's a little slick at some intersections. Again, pavement frost, the issue. And speculation is the price of gasoline could be dropping as much as 11 cents per liter in the coming days. 
we saw two Moose Jaw stations on GasBuddy.com that had dropped a little bit this morning. Now I see just one, but at least one local station is down two cents to 141.9. If you see anything in traffic other motorists might like to know about, call us. We can alert them on the radio, including uh, gas prices changing. Give us a call or a text anytime on the Moose Jaw RV and Marine Contest or text line. The number's the same, 693-8000. Now today's Paul Martin commentary. The rapid increase in grain and oilseed prices through much of this year provided a lot of the fodder to feed coffee row discussions. Now we have some numbers to define the magnitude of that change. StatsCan has just updated its farm receipts to the end of September. That's the completion of the third quarter of the year. Nationally, revenues rose by more than $5 billion, and Alberta and Saskatchewan producers accounted for just over half of that increase. What they found is that more than a few farmers sat on inventories despite prices that were in the stratosphere for some commodities. Canola, for example, saw price increases of 41%, but deliveries fell by 16 points. No doubt some of that decline in marketings was the result of lower yields, but it still resulted in total revenue gains of more than a billion dollars nationally. And given that Saskatchewan is the big producer, most of that added cash flow likely landed here. Wheat prices were up as well, and like canola, deliveries were down. But it still produced a net increase in cash flow. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Trade boring for bowling at South Hill Bowling Center. Party on with Rock and Glow Bowling all weekend. Book your Christmas parties now before the prime spots are filled. Fully licensed with automatic scoring. For reservations, call 693-0955. You're listening to 800 CHAB along with us at LBBD Auto Body. Hi, I'm Terry, and we are proud to say that we now have the highest level of accreditation for safe and quality collision repair in town. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The boys from River Street Promotions are in to tell us about their next big event coming up. Stick around. First of all, uh, the COVID-19 update. You can see this story on Discover Moose Jaw just in today. Several vaccine clinics coming up in December. Several different clinics already scheduled for the month of December in Moose Jaw. The first one uh, actually scheduled for, yes, uh, well, for, for Wednesday. That's December the 1st at the Old Ross School from 10 till 530. They'll have the uh, pediatric vaccine there, the Pfizer vaccine. An appointment is required for that, and you can be scheduled uh, by calling one eight three three sask vax or by clicking on the link on the story on Discover Moose Jaw. The next chance to get your influenza vaccine coming up Friday at the Family Wellness Center in Moose Jaw. This clinic will also have COVID-19 vaccines available for those aged 5 and older. And again, you got to book an appointment for that clinic as well. A walk-in clinic coming up December the 9th at Ross School. The flu shot and COVID-19 vaccines will be available there. So now you're wondering where the aforementioned uh, Family Wellness Center is located, correct? I was, too, because I did not know. Well, it is located as part of the Moose Jaw Pioneer Village these days. The Moose Jaw Pioneer Lodge is actually what they call it. And that's on the 1000 block of Albert Street on Moose Jaw's west side. Again, that story with links is on discovermoosejaw.com today if you want to take a look. You know, it's been more than three months, early August, since we had a day with as few COVID-19 cases as were reported yesterday. 52 new infections were added yesterday, 91 recoveries, and the active case total now sits at 898. That's good news, but more bad news. Four more people have died. 
of the 52 cases, the new cases, we added four here in the local South Central region. So we have 42 active cases in the local area. Uh, We're getting an update from the province today, and we'll share some of those details tomorrow on 800-CHAB. Well, we're, tw- we're trending on Twitter and on Facebook today. Uh, River Street Promotions tweeting, Hey, friends, tune in to 800 CHAB, the greatest hits of all time. Heartland at noon today to hear the details of our next announcement. Hint, more music is on the way. Interview and more at noon on 800 CHAB. Well, here we are, Jared Matheson and Andy Hamilton. From uh, River Street Productions, uh, River Street Promotions, pardon me, on the Heartland at noon today in studio. And Joel Stewart live uh, via telephone. Joel Stewart, the writer, the producer, the director, the filmmaker, the career builder. Which hat are you wearing today, Joel? Well, yeah, despite all those things that I do, I find time to talk to you. You make, you make me sound like I'm a bigger deal than I am. It's great to talk to all of you. <laughs> you are a big deal. No question yeah. about that. Uh, let me tell you what this is all about. River Street Promotions uh, just released the poster today. River Street Promotions presents Music Row at the May, featuring Emily Shackleton, Victoria Banks, Phil Barton, and Jeff Cohen, hosted by Joel Stewart. January 28th, one night only, 7.30, May Wilson Theater, Moose John. Like I said, Joel's on the phone. Jared and Andy are here to tell us all about it. Joel, um, I, I uh, well, for, let's start with Jared. Jared, I know uh, that uh, you've just recently been to Nashville because I follow you on social media, and I knew you weren't up there just for a pleasure trip. I knew you were down there for something, and uh, I'm sure this was a part of it. Yeah, we were uh, finalizing the artists for this show, that's for sure. Awesome. Well, tell us about it. How's what? What is it? Okay, it'll basically be a night in Nashville um, in the May Wilson Theater. Um, so Music Row is the, and Joel can tell us all about Music Row in Nashville. That's the famous strip where all the songwriters uh, write their hit songs. Um, so this night it's going to be a songwriters round with Emily, Victoria, Phil, and Jeff. Um, and they're going to tell you this the story behind the song and then they're going to play the hit song. So these, they got hits from all kinds of artists from Reba McIntyre to Carly Pierce to Evan and Jaron to Lee Bryce to Johnny Reed. To, it'll go on and on and on. These people are big time. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty special that they're the, the first three, Emily, Victoria and Phil, they've been to Musha before and they love Musha. They've become friends of everyone in Musha. And it's a, it's a big feather in our cap that uh, we convinced Jeff Cohen to come up for the first time ever. He's uh, originally from New York, but he's killing it down in Nashville. So very cool. And these are friends of yours. Yeah, I know. I've gotten to know uh, them over the years for sure. And yeah, Emily and Phil and Vic, uh, they always answer the call every time, whether it be for the hospital foundation or for River Street promotions for mental health. They, uh, they're good friends. And they, uh, this is, this concert's actually a couple of years in the making. Um, I lost a friend to mental health, uh, about two years ago. And they were going to come up and do a show a year after, but then COVID shut it down. Uh, so finally, with the border finally getting back open, uh, we finally picked a date in January, and they're coming up and going to help us raise some money for mental health. 
Well, this is fabulous. Joel uh, Stewart on the telephone. We'll get to Joel here in, uh, in just a second. Andy, uh, again, River Street Promotions putting on a, a big event with proceeds to support mental health initiatives across schools in southern Saskatchewan. Similar to uh, Homestand 21 at Rosswells Park uh, earlier this year, where the proceeds went to the Prairie South School Division for, for mental health initiatives. This is, uh, well, obviously near and dear to your hearts here. Absolutely. It is. Hang on a sec. There, there's your microphone. Come a little closer there. It is near and dear to our hearts, and uh, we we are starting now to see our contributions roll out to the communities. Um, We are expanding from just the Prairie South School Division to a couple divisions across southern Saskatchewan. So we're excited that um, our efforts and the contributions that the community has made is now actually getting out to the, the youth across the province. Fabulous. Now, did you go on the trip to Nashville? I did not. I think I was invited. Of course you I'm were invited. I'm always invited. <laughs> of course you were. I didn't make this one. <laughs> so was, that was good. That was my next question. Were you even invited? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. And and again, for our, our listeners, I think we've explained it a, a couple of times, but for somebody who, who has yet to hear about River Street Promotions, tell us about your group, when you when you formed and, and, and what the goals were and are. Yeah, I, I was kind of the latest joiner about a year ago, and uh, Joel and Shay Jameson and James Murdoch and Jared Matheson had already formed and done kind of a few shows somewhat under the title of River Street Promotions, but that brand was kind of just finding its way. And I came in and uh, just less than a year ago, um, and yeah, we, we're very focused now on what our cause is, and we're starting to form partnerships. K Plus S Potash Canada was our major sponsor for Homestand 21. We have a great relationship with them, and we have a great relationship with the, the school board as well in where our contributions are going to. And we're really finding momentum now, and and this group is a pretty awesome group of people to work with. And uh, as I mentioned in a in a daily commentary, actually, uh, not long ago, what I like most about River Street Promotions is here you guys are movers and shakers in our community, and uh, and all in it for the community. One hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, let's talk to Joel via telephone from where today, Joel. Well, I'm in, I'm in uh, lovely Toronto, just trying to avoid the new variant, like everyone else, the Omicron, which sounds like a planet that they're going to uh, visit on Star Trek or something. So just uh, looking out my window in Toronto and thinking about uh, the lovely night we're going to have in Moose Jaw on, in January with all these brilliant songwriters in that wonderful theater and uh, telling the stories of the songs that we all know. And telling a little, uh, you know, just having a lot of laughs. The cause we're raising money for, of course, as you know, is very serious and, and all that stuff. But that doesn't mean that the night itself won't be largely very entertaining. We're going to laugh. I hope we're going to cry. We're going to do some good work. We're going to have some surprises that aren't on the poster. Maybe another announcement or two to make. So if I'm teasing it, that's because I think there's going to be a lot of fun stuff that's going to happen. Oh, oh, oh. And, hey, when Jared was talking about all the, the, the people that, that these artists have written songs for, uh, I think he forgot to mention uh, Jeff Cohen has some material on the Paw Patrol soundtrack as well. So there may be something for somebody of, of every age at this show. I just started talking there, Rob. I'm so go riders. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, uh, uh, you, you, you mentioned there'll be something for everybody. And I, now I'm, I'm thinking, who would be interested in the show? And I, I'm, I'm thinking uh, uh, songwriters and or wannabe songwriters, uh, certainly. But, but of general interest uh, for music fans, Joel? I think so. I mean, I think there's something, there's some, you know, music fans in general, but also just curious people, you know, the, the, the way that songs, what's, how songs are written, you know, with just usually a writer or two looking at each other, and then what they become is very interesting. And sometimes the produced song becomes something that in, I've, I've often heard songs that have been fully produced that aren't as good as the demo I heard. Or if I've been in the room when the two writers wrote it, and then I hear the final song, I'm like, oh, no, what happened? <laughs> you know? But sometimes, at its most pure form, you know, we get to hear these, story, uh, these songs as, as it, very fir- the very first way they were, they were devised, you know? And the purity and all that. So, so it's a very interesting business story. It's also to, interesting to hear something... I mean, everyone's talking about the Beatles documentary right now, right? When that, that clip of McCartney playing Get Back and making it up while the other guys were looking on and how it's nothing. And then all of a sudden, a minute later, it becomes this thing that would become this song. Well, we get, we get that intimate experience in, in the Mae Wilson that night. And we get to hear what the song sounded like through the eyes of the writer. And in our heads, we can kind of compare it to what it became. You know, uh, Emil, Emily wrote Take Me Home. Uh, that became a, a big breakthrough song for Jess Moskaluk. And, and, you know, Emily does it just with her voice on a piano, and it's, it's, it's just as good as Jess's, but it's also very different, you know? But both versions are incredible. So it's that part of the, the fun nature of it. They're very engaging personalities. Uh, you know, songwriters are generally pretty funny people. They make their living with words. They know how to entertain so there are, there are those things. They're also smart enough to, not to go on the road and tour all the time if, if good fortune smiles upon them and they can just kind of stay in their, in their home so, um, and work with their friends and create. So, so you know, honestly, it, it's, it's, yes, it's for music fans. Songwriters will be very fascinated for it. People who study liner notes their whole adult lives, like me, they'll find it very interesting. But I think if you just like a good show and a good story – I think all those things will be there for the good folks of uh, Moose Jaw to enjoy yet again. I mean, as Jared said, three of these artists are quite familiar with the community, and, uh, and you know, they're just going to be even better than they've been in the past because we're all a little older and all a little better. Um, but I think it's so exciting that the guys are doing this again, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. And I think, you know, when Andy said that uh, things are starting to roll out in the community, some of the success of of homestand and you know this makes us all a little greedy wow this is awesome look at the impact this is happening this is happening we you know we get a little greedy for that sort of stuff uh, to to do more and so it's so nice that this is happening and uh you know rob the guys in front of you in the studio are the folks doing all the work as well as james and shay but i think it's great that the message is getting out there you know the old saying dogs don't bark at parked cars so i think it's important that we get this message out especially after after Christmas where sometimes mental health takes a bit of a dip during the cold winter months and all that stuff and and uh, I think it'll be just nice to have another night where people know we ha- uh, that uh, that there's good in the world you know I boy know. boy I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have had those five pots of tea before I jumped on the phone <laughs> me listen to, listen to me talking woo 
Uh, well, and it'll be great to see you back in the jaw again, Joel. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm very excited. Very excited. It's River Street Promotions, Music Row at the May Wilson, featuring Emily Shackleton, Victoria Banks, Phil Barton, Jeff Cohen, hosted by Joel Stewart. January the 28th at 7.30. Uh, Jared, are tickets on sale yet, or is that still to come? Uh, next Tuesday, they go on sale at sasticks.ca or go to the Cultural Center uh, website, and uh, you can find the link to buy them. Awesome. And uh, limited seating, of course, at uh, the May Wilson. So uh, I'm I'm going to suggest we get them quick, hey? Yeah. Ho- hopefully it sells out quickly. Um, it's going to be an awesome show. Um Emily and Victoria, just a side note, are kind of hot right now. Uh, Emily just had five cuts off Carly Pierce's new album, who she just won Female Artist of the Year at the CMAs. And Victoria, unfortunately, can't stay the entire weekend because she has to fly to L.A. to go attend the Grammys. That Mickey Guyton's album just got nominated for Country Album of the Year that she wrote four tracks off of. So kind of exciting news for the women. They've, wow. they've been killing it lately. So, Will there be any more for the general public to, to take in besides uh, the, this one big night? Uh, no, just this night only. Um, there might be a little after party that we can attend, Rob. But, uh, yeah, we're going to do a, a few surprises throughout the night, uh, maybe some guests, uh, artists. And uh, I'll ask Andy this, but I believe we're making an announcement that night on Homestown 22. We we will be making an announcement that night. So all those in attendance will get to hear it live, what we're planning for Homestand 22. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to it again. Uh, tickets go on sale. Tuesday at 10, next Tuesday at 10. So a week from tomorrow? A week from tomorrow, yep. A week from tomorrow. Okay, it's River Street. What, a, what, an, what an ideal Christmas gift this may be. An ideal Christmas gift, Joel. Just said, Did you hear it? Could you hear him yeah, there? Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, awesome. River Street Promotions presents Music Row at the May. Emily Shackleton, Victoria Banks, Phil Barton, Jeff Cohen, Joel Stewart, the host, January 28th. Is that a Saturday night? I forgot to look that up. It's a Friday night. Oh, perfect. Friday night, you'll have the whole weekend to recover, my friends. <laughs> and again, tickets on sale a week from tomorrow. Way to go, you guys. Uh, Andy and uh, Jared and Joel, thanks so much for this. Uh, really appreciate it, and we'll look forward to the big show in January. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. We'll take a time. We'll be Thank back you. with more country music to CCMAs last night. That story coming up next. Where's the music coming from? Oh, it's coming from Alexa. Wow, she has a beautiful voice. She our neighbor? Uh, nope. She's our new smart device. Oh, you can play music on those things? You bet. Check this out. Hey, Alexa, play 800 CHAB. Wow, that device is smart. <laughs> Get it? Find instructions on how to set up your smart device under the quick links at discovermoosejaw.com. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass of Pinot Noir. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. Hey, this is Mike from Pastimes Photography and Gifts. For 22 years, we have been the perfect gift store for any special occasion. We offer a huge selection of delicious retro candy and chocolate mousse fudge, perfect for any sweet tooth. You also need to check out our selection of home decor, including many repurposed one-of-a-kind pieces of furniture. As well, don't forget our specialty while you wait, old-time photography. 
Through the good times and bad, thanks for 22 years from Pastimes Photography and Gifts. Gifts galore from ceiling to floor. Get big yields and big rewards with CS2300 from Cantera Seeds, a Roundup-ready canola hybrid that has set the standard for yield and standability. Now, get a $50 per bag instant reward on all purchases of CS2300 with no bundling or minimum purchase requirements. Just simple, straight-up savings. Reap the rewards of this yield powerhouse. Visit Cantera.com to order CS2300 from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. These days, you can do almost anything online. Browse your favorite store, book your next massage, or order dinner from that popular restaurant. Being digital is just business as usual. So master your web presence with Homefield. From getting your site to rank at the top of Google to updating all your business listings, whether you want to do it yourself or have us do it for you, make it happen with Homefield. Get Homefield working for you today at myhomefield.ca. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Those in the biz just call them the CCMAs, the Canadian Country Music Association Awards. Uh, Live and in person for a change. First time in a couple of years at the London Music Hall in Ontario last night. Our sister station, Country 100, was nominated for the CCMA, Canadian Country Music Association Radio Station of the Year for Small Medium Market. Uh, The only Saskatchewan station nominated. uh, We didn't win, but just to be nominated is a real feather in your cap. Um, So congrats to our Courtney Fielder and Tegan Whitco, who make it all happen over on Country 100. Now, you may remember the days when 800 CHAB was country. Remember? Country 800 for years. From the mid-90s through till the summer of 2002 when we added CILGFM, Country 100, then we went back to the rock and roll. Well, of course, during those days, Patricia Conroy songs were prominent on this radio station. She was inducted to the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame at the show last night, and it was former Country 100 radio personality Tara Lee who had the honor of inducting her. You guys, I got spanks and pantyhose on tonight. <laughs> the sh- I do for Patricia Conroy. We all start in this business as fans. Think about who your heroes were growing up. For me, I was a Patricia Conroy super fan. I was 15 Riding in Grandpa's 1979 Pontiac Parisian, 800CHAB was on the radio dial when I heard that unmistakable sound for the very first time. Her voice, pure, edgy, smooth, stood out in the very best way, unlike mine after the Sakamoto party yesterday. (laughs) Her songs, hooky and just so emotional, such emotional, memorable melodies. Her live show, rocked hard. I learned tons uh, about performing from watching her and that killer band that she always had. And boy did I see a lot of shows. I drug my mother around to an aggressive amount of Patricia Conroy shows in the 90s. After those shows I'd linger. I had no shame. I was that girl. I tried to get the last in the autograph line in hopes that I could get just a little extra piece of her time. She was always amazing with her fans and um, super sweet to that kid at the end who wanted to be just like her. Things changed and a fan became a friend. 
Patricia became a real mentor to me when we loaded up Beverly with Hood and a minivan and headed out on the Wildcats of Country Tour. That, that's an actual title of a tour. I don't know if it was Greg Thomas or Paul Byron that dreamed it up, the Wildcats, but what they couldn't have known was the instrumental lifelong friendship between three women that was born in the fall of 2003. Only a legit rock star like Pecan would be up for songwriter and go into the Hall of Fame in the same year. I want to make sense of that. I'll remember a time when that's happened. Something to know about Patricia, she's very passionate about her female friendships. And the circle that has inspired and supported her through the years. Many of them are here tonight. Let's hear you, ladies. As an artist and a writer, she has always been a connector and a cheerleader and believes that there's room for all. And she truly wants everyone to win. What about Bob? <laughs> Bob's a saint. And Patricia would say the same. He's worn all the hats. Guitar player, band leader, tour manager, producer, husband. My industry friends, just imagine doing it all, all of it together. That's a Hall of Fame worthy love if you ask me. They say you should never meet your heroes. You'll just end up disappointed. Well, clearly, whoever they are, have not met Patricia Conroy. I'm still your bass fan. Gives me chills to say, you're going into the hall, baby. Hey, that was pretty nice. Hey, Tara Lee inducting Patricia Conroy to the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame at the CCMAs last night in London, Ontario. Well, take a time out. We'll be back to tell you all about the classes of 2020 and 2021 in the Moose John District Sports Hall of Fame on the Heartland at Noon. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. I'm Sharon Church. Here's Daryl Hack, part of the organizing committee of the Riverview Collegiate Class of 1972 reunion. We welcome grads from the RVC class of 1972 and anyone who attended with us throughout the years of 69, 70, and 71. We have set August 12th, 13th, and 14th, 2022 as our dates, with COVID permitting, of course. So why don't you join our Facebook page, RVCI 1972 50th Reunion 2022, and we have an email address, all lowercase, RVCI. 50 Reunion 72 at SASTELNET should you have any questions. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Purposed Financial. A proven track record of achieving your financial goals one step at a time. Roto's Pizza. Serving Moose Jaw since 1963. The best in town and you know it. And Community Service Radio. 800 CHAB. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. We're going to see a little bit of cloud today, but there will still be some sun. But there might also be some showers this afternoon, but that's a pretty low chance. And we'll have some light wind as well, and we'll reach a high of 7. Then tonight, it'll still be cloudy, some low winds, and a low of minus 6, with a wind chill minus 10 overnight. 
The cloudiness will continue into tomorrow, and there's a small chance of some flurries in the morning, but it might turn into freezing rain. But it'll clear up later on, and we'll see some light winds throughout the day, a high of plus seven again, and a wind chill of minus ten in the morning. Then it'll clear up tomorrow night, and we'll see a low of plus two. Then looking into next week on Wednesday, we'll still see some sun and some cloud, a high of plus five. So we're still in the warmer temperatures. Thursday it'll be cloudy, a high of minus one. So dipping down a little bit, and then on Friday it'll still be cloudy, but we'll see a little more sun, but a high of minus six. So we're starting to get a little colder. For your full weather forecast, your news and sports any time of the day, go to discovermoosejaw.com or the Moosejaw Live app. I'm Catherine Ludwig. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800. Moose John District Sports Hall of Fame announcing five athletes, two builders, and one athlete and builder. And one team will be inducted to the Moose John District Sports Hall of Fame when they come together uh, later next year. The inductions uh, will be for the 2020 class and 2021 and 2022. Highlighting the 2020 class, uh, the late Darcy Bussey, who starred for the University of Saskatchewan Huskies volleyball team in the 80s, and former NHL goalie Ed Stanowski. Also to be inducted in the class of 2020, John Hunter in the builder category for hockey and baseball, Charlie Meacher, builder, baseball, the late Dave Pyle, builder, wrestling, and Marg Savon, Marg Curry Savon as an athlete in the sport of basketball. Meanwhile, to to be inducted in uh, the class of 2021, local golfer Lori Boyle, who has no fewer than 24 City Ladies Golf Championships to her credit, and Amber Holland's 1992 curling team. Uh, Other inductees into the 2021 class will include Frank Abdu as an athlete and builder, and Levi Steinauer, uh, athlete who, of course, won the Grey Cup with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders a few years ago. The president of the Moose John District Sports Hall of fame is Larry Graham. All right. Well, it, quite an impressive list of uh, nominees for uh, 2020 and 21. We're falling behind here, though, aren't we? <laughs> we, we are. We are. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're challenged with, uh, you know, when do we do the inductions? When do we hold the event? And we just thought we wanted to give these people their time in the sun, even though we're not doing a formal induction until the fall of 2022. But it was a good day to let these folks know that they're members of the Hall of Fame and, and uh, start letting people know about some of their accomplishments. So uh, I'm assuming the plan is to to have a big dinner and induct uh, the classes of 2020, 2021, and 2022 in the fall of 2022. Is that the plan? That's the plan right now. Yeah, we're 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 probably put out the call for our 2022 nominations in January. Do our selection as normal probably by the end of June. Make an announcement, and we're probably going to start planning uh, right away for that event in the fall of 2022. Uh, early discussions with uh, Mosaic said that uh, we're probably looking at doing it on the on the curling space within Mosaic Place. So that's going to be it's going to be a must-attend event. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Normally yeah. we have, a, you know, we open up the three meeting rooms on the yeah. mezzanine at Mosaic Place and have the yeah. dinner and the place is packed. But if you're inducting three classes from three different years, you're going to need a bigger room. We're, get, we're going to need a bigger room and uh, we're, we're looking at we're looking at because we potentially I think we've got uh, 10 inductees up here today. Don't know how many we're going to induct in 2022. So we're looking at a little, little wee bit of a change to the format of the dinner so uh we we uh you know with the number of inductees and the amount of people we think we hope to have there uh just a little bit of a change the format but i think it's gonna be exciting yeah it'll be a nice be a nice day nice time to try a new format you might have to have a time limit on the acceptance speeches we might we might (laughs) yeah luckily luckily we
we hopefully we have the same master of ceremonies that uh, can keep that under control for us. I may be available. <laughs> uh, Larry, talk about the uh, the process of, of selecting uh, the the nominees and and uh, the hard work that you and your committee uh, uh, put in. Yeah, well, it, it 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 is a hard work. We we every year in January, annually in January, we put out a call through through the media and through our local through our website and word of mouth uh, to ask for nominations and then. Uh, uh, people out there in the community, and it, it's we've got to the point now where some of our former inductees have started to uh, join the class as nominators as well, and and put forward nominations. So that's a really good thing, and we're getting we're getting other uh, nom- nominations that we that we really didn't expect, and it's it's just been fantastic. So every year in January we get the nominations, we uh, close nominations in March, we do a selection committee, and normally that's between three and four members of our board and three to four members out out in the public and we uh, each of those members of the selection committee uh, reviews all the nominations and then we get together and uh, and uh, kind of go through a little bit of a process to determine which ones uh, we're going to induct for for the next year so it's a it's a big commitment it's a it's uh, I'll give you an idea it's a three ring binder full of information that those selection committee folks go through every year so it's a it's a good process and then those folks that are that are selected become uh, members of the class that we uh, announced today the member the nominations that weren't selected we look at again for another for the next two years as well yeah so it's a it's a it's a process but uh, every one of our not any one of our selection committee they uh, it's a lot of work but they love the process because they learn so much about uh, each of the inductees and it's it's amazing some of the accomplishments these folks have had and you and a number of others uh, have been on the uh, on the committee uh, since the beginning. Let's talk about those people. Uh, well, hopefully I don't miss anyone. But uh, the original original folks on the committee, myself, Ken Bradley, and Linda Simonock, kind of started at the at the very beginning on the committee. Uh, Jay Mitchell's been on a number of years. Bob Simonock's been on a number of years. Uh, Gary Andrews, uh, Brian Adams, uh, Lyle Johnson. It's been many years. This is this is only going to be our. Let me count here, our 6th and 7th induction class, but the work for the Hall of Fame probably started in the neighborhood of 10 years before that first induction class. Getting Yeah, and what uh, great work these local people are doing as volunteers. Uh, as mentioned, uh, John Hunter will be uh, among those inducted at the next dinner, and it was a pleasure to see Mr. Hunter at the announcement on Thursday. Well, Mr. Hunter, this is this is pretty nice, isn't it? It's awfully nice, Carnes. You always, you you would. First of all, I always want to think to myself when I come to a thing like this. I, I must express my thanks to the people that participated, whether it was working on a baseball committee with me or a hockey committee with me. I wasn't just doing it. I was helping, having help from other people. And to the athletes that participated that I coached, I always were thankful for their presence because I wouldn't have been out there coaching if there wasn't somebody out there trying to play the sport. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was there for, to help them. Mm-hmm. If and, I could. Uh, and in the beginning, uh, for you, it was all about the youth, all about the kids. Yes, yes, it was, Carson. And uh, like somebody mentioned here today, it was at the, I remember out at the, at the King Edward School on South Hill, coaching out there. And that was in, in the winter of 56. We practiced there. 
<laughs> outdoors. Outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> Played hockey down at uh, at PA rink too. We had scheduled some games there. That was after the rink burnt down in '55. We had to go someplace, so uh-huh. it was outdoors. <laughs> and the kids were wearing toques, not helmets. That's right. They were <laughs> so true. <laughs> and mitts, not gloves. <laughs> <laughs> great memories, eh? Oh, great memories. Great memories. <laughs> Yeah, I still see some of those people on the street today. They don't recognize me. I guess I'm too old or the hair's too thin. They don't know that old bald-haired guy. <laughs> and over the years, uh, I know, like we say, it was all about the kids, all about the people. Uh, I mean, you've, you've been associated in, in baseball and hockey with so many great people, so many great people in Moose Jaw, right? Yes, yeah. It, well, that's why I like to express thanks to the people that participated because they weren't there, I wouldn't have had anything to do. Uh-huh. I wasn't the athlete, I was just the guy opening and closing the gate. Uh-huh. <laughs> and over the years, you coached some uh, some great athletes that went on to some great, great things, including Clark Gillies and Ed Stanowski. Yes, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of nice that Edward's going to be on the same uh, docket as I am on when the banquet is announced for sometime next fall, uh-huh. it's that's going to be that's quite an honor. Will be to sit down at the table with Edward because he was a tremendous person. Besides a good athlete, he loved to spend an afternoon in the fall with. He he had Springer dogs. I had a Springer dog. It was just nice to spend a, sun, a nice sunny afternoon together with the dogs and and hunting pheasant and partridge upland game uh-huh. yeah what a wonderful guy and you know when i was uh, when i was a kid i moved from regina to moose jaw in uh, 1973 and and i was a big regina pats fan and as a little boy i'd been to a couple of games in regina at the old exhibition stadium but when i when i moved to moose jaw in 19 uh, 1973 and then watched the pats uh, on television, win the Memorial Cup in 1974. Suddenly, I became a Moose Javian. I was so proud of those Moose Jaw boys, Clark Gillies and Ed Stanowski, and I was so proud to now be a Regina Pats fan living in Moose Jaw. Uh, 1974, remember it well. I bet you do too. Yes, I sure do. It was it was a great year. It was uh, many trips down the highway to the old stadium in Regina to watch them play. You had to be careful you didn't get run into a pillar, those guys out on the ice playing in the old stadium. <laughs> but it, it was, it, and thank goodness for that, for the Pats. It, it gave us some great entertainment, the Pats. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we had the Moose Jaw Canucks, of course, but those guys were playing in the Western Hockey League. The WCHL, they called it then. Yeah. Uh, now, years before that, in, in the 60s, uh, you coached some junior hockey, too, with the Moose Jaw Canucks. Yes, I did. Yes. Uh, uh, I was involved in the, the year we won the Outlaw League Championship. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian Shaw was the head coach and manager. and 67? Yes, I was the assistant. And uh, that was great fun. That was great fun. Mm-hmm. How many guys do you still stay in touch with? Oh, goodness. Clark Gillies, quite often. And Andy Stanowski. Eddie never comes to town without making sure he says hello. And, uh, well, I can't, you caught me short on my memory. I just can't think of any other names really right now. But there's uh, Bobby Bourne and a lot of hockey players out of those championships in New York. 
I was down there and it was a house guest to Clarks on Long Island when they won their fourth Stanley Cup and uh, had a lot of fun and with Bourne, Bobby Bourne and all the the Islanders. Yeah, there's a bunch of Saskatchewan boys on that team. Oh, a whole bunch of Saskatchewan boys. Yeah. Awesome. And it says here in the uh, the official news release here, Mr. Hunter, if I can pick it up here, something I didn't realize. You were the uh, 1974 CHAB Radio Sportsman of the Year winner. Yes, I was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have that trophy. I have that picture on the wall at home. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, Go ahead. I'm I'm trying to think uh, the name of the guy. I can't think of the guy that presented me the trophy. CHAB guy? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. That was before my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, John. Well deserved. Uh, soon to be inducted, uh, well, 2020 inductee in the in the builder category for hockey and baseball. You did a lot of work uh, here in the community, and really, you've made our community a better place and and uh, helped. To, they say it takes a village to raise a child, and you've been a big part of the village over the years, my friend. Thanks for this. Congratulations, and uh, we'll see you in the hopefully, fingers crossed, we get through this pandemic and, and get this dinner in in the fall of 2022. Look forward to it, Carnes. Thank you very much. At Bear, obstacle is opportunity. We learn from the past. We innovate, like adding buteo start to our DeKalb canola to fight against flea beetles. Our next generation DeKalb TrueFlex canola hybrids offer enhanced pod integrity for straight cutting with confidence and superior weed control. Start strong. Control better. Depend on DeKalb TrueFlex canola for an easier, faster, smoother harvest. DeKalb, the seed for every season. Always follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. This year is the 30th anniversary of the Festival of Trees. The festival, a homegrown Christmas, will be live-streamed December 4th. Host your very own festival party, don your best, log on for free, and have a homegrown Christmas with friends in the comfort of your home. To register your festival party and for more information on how you can support our healthcare champions at the Dr. F.H. Wigmore Regional Hospital, visit mjhf.org or call 694-0373. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Lester Ward with the Salvation Army in Moose Jaw. This Christmas season is a one of love, joy, and caring for one another. Sadly, not everyone in our community will have a meal or a warm place this Christmas, but you can help. Volunteer to assist at one of our kettle locations in Moose Jaw. Let's all work together to help families in need. Call the Salvation Army at 692-5899 to volunteer. You can also donate online at moosejawsalvationarmy.ca. Localjobshop.ca. A new job, a first job, a different job, a better job. Sign up for the free daily digest and get daily local job listings sent directly to your inbox. The right job, right here, right now. Localjobshop.ca. Carney's comments for Golden West Trailer. The clauses are making their way to your neighborhood this weekend. Track them on the Moose Jaw Kinsman Club Facebook page. I don't think it's a case of resisting change. I think it's more of an old habits die hard situation. Changes to the busy intersection of 9th Avenue Northwest and Caribou Street have created confusion and in some cases dangerous situations. The traffic lines on the street are fading, but the signage on the new traffic light standards seems pretty clear to me. However, some motorists aren't catching on. 
It was on Friday afternoon I was northbound on 9th and made the move to the left-hand turning lane to proceed west on Caribou. I was at a red light. Then a southbound car came right at me. It was alarming. I braced myself for a collision. That driver thankfully swerved to go around me while making an effort to share a scowl and perhaps some profanity with me, oblivious to the fact they were most certainly in the wrong lane. I'm sure given some time we'll all catch on and follow the new rules. In the meantime and in between time, I think I'll just make the turn on Hoshalaga Street and enjoy the view in that nice neighborhood. I'm Rob Kearney.